And welcome into the ASI Sheepcast. I'm Chase Adams for the American Sheep Industry Association, and we're talking here with Ethan Lane, Executive Director for the Public Lands Council. Ethan, this week in Washington, D.C., you've had uh, your members in town. This kind of comes on the heels of uh, the ASI fly-in a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're hitting a lot of the same issues as we look at uh, Western issues and public lands issues. Tell me a little about uh, uh, about some of the top priorities for the Public Lands Council right now. You know, Chase, coming into the middle of this administration, we're now into the second year of the of the Trump team kind of taking control of these agencies, starting to staff up. Uh, these back-to-back fly-ins with ASI in town a few weeks ago, PLC and NCBA now in town this week, uh, really gives us an opportunity as ranchers to, to hit Capitol Hill and hit the agencies with some consistent messaging on on those key issues that that can really provide some long term relief for producers uh, ac- across the West. Uh, you know, particularly for us, we're trying to keep them focused on some of those top line issues: NEPA reform, Endangered Species Act modernization, grazing reg reform. You know, the the big items that can set us up for success moving forward into the next few decades. Obviously, we were pretty consumed in the first year of this administration looking for some relief from some of the regulatory overreach we saw during the Obama administration. We feel like we've got some of that moving with the Antiquities Act reductions that we saw over 2 million acres. We're expecting new sage-grass plan amendments here in the next few weeks out of the uh, Department of Interior. That's coming on the heels of some new guidance to the field offices and the BLM of how to implement those plans. Uh, we're not there yet, but we're moving in the right direction on that. Um, you know, we've seen some of that relief take place. Now we need to work on the long-term structure and make sure that uh, that we fix some of that kind of, uh, I, let's let's call it structural rot in the system. Let's get litigation out of the process. Let's make sure that that NEPA process works quickly and that it's appropriately used, not overused as it has been and kind of turned into a weapon like we've seen uh, over the last few decades. So, you know, those are the messages that we're going to the Hill with this week. Obviously, those kinds of changes for us, we feel like give us a leg up on some of our key issues, whether that's uh, trying to get a hold of the wild horse or feral horse, excuse me, and burrow issue uh, on, on rangelands across the West, uh, whether that means getting some, some clarity and some path forward on, on bighorn sheep issues. Um, you know, the sage grouse, like I mentioned earlier, always at top of mind and, and quite frankly, just looking for ways to get the environmental community out of some of this decision making where they don't have a stake. They shouldn't have the kind of voice that they've in, in, imposed on these processes. Uh, let's get this back to the stakeholders and the decision makers that, that really should be involved in this conversation. Now, what's your read? We talk a lot in the countryside about how Congress is dysfunctional and about how the fact of the matter is we just don't have the nominees from the administration in place that we need. But I counter that with the fact that, you know, at the uh, at the PLC meeting, at, at our meeting a couple weeks ago, you know, we have agency people in place that actually want to hear from the folks on the ground. That's new. And we've got Congress folks out there that want to do the right thing. So what's your read on, on how we balance? those two well you know i mean as far as getting staff in place the the reality is there's plenty of blame to go around uh we have some nominees that have been sent to the hill and have just been rotting there for months there's no other way to describe it we also have a lot of names that we've heard that have sort of been floating around that have never been officially announced and are kind of languishing in the white house so you know the combination of those two does create some big political leadership holes uh, Forest Service is a great example of that. We do not have an undersecretary for natural resources, nor do we have a nominee. So, you know, the Senate doesn't have anything to even act on there. And, 
in the and with a lack of that, we have no real political leadership at the U.S. Forest Service. Um, that doesn't mean there aren't some people there that want to help. They were at your meeting. They were at our meeting. And, and, you know, they're clearly looking for ways to, uh, to try to improve the situation. But the simple fact is we need a full suite of people in place. Now, the situation is better at the Department of Interior. There are more political leaders in those roles, um, less acting. We still have some acting, you know, folks, and, and that's, that's just a reality we're dealing with. Um, but where we have seen leadership get into place, man, we can get started and actually make some progress and get some things done. Um, but, yeah, it, it is a change from a couple years ago, you know, in the Obama administration, it was hard for our industry to even get the press releases coming out of the Department of Interior. Um, now we, we have a good, healthy dialogue, and we're not always going to agree with them. I mean, they have they have their own regulations they have to implement, and, and uh, you know, for better or worse. But, boy, at least we have an audience with them. Uh, they're, they're open to our ideas. They're, they're concerned about um, how these things impact producers on the ground, and that is a, a huge departure from where we've been in the past. Thanks, Ethan. Ethan Lane with the Public Lands Council, and I'm Chase Adams with the American Sheep Industry Association.